How's it going, folks? Welcome in the WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. It's 8 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. Highly disputed. Here we are once again. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. Yeah, what's going on? Tuesday night, back in the booth, of course. A lot of, I guess there's a decent amount of sports to talk. I mean, there's one big thing sweeping the nation right now. The most important man in America has coronavirus. I'm talking, of course, about Cam Newton. (laughs) Of course, who else would you be talking about? There's no one else noteworthy. No, not in the whole world. Not, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the NFL has started to uh, hit their problems. Yeah, it you took could them say. Uh, three, four weeks. About expected, I think. That's sent, yeah. I figured it'd be fine at you first. You figured you, you would get, hit something. Yeah, you get people traveling a little bit, and then it's... Uh, they get a few weeks yeah. in, they start feeling comfortable. They're like, I can do stuff. I haven't got it yet. Yeah. And then you start doing stuff. Well, you go home to your family, and then your family's probably doing stuff. And then they bring stuff home. It's like, just a whole lot of stuff. If you, you could be an NFL player following every protocol and still get it because that's just how it is right now. It's the system at play. Uh, there's really no way to avoid it, as you can see. Uh, I'm not sure how that game was played last night, considering, you know, one person got right. it. And then, uh, you know, tests don't show up instantly. Like, there could still be people in the Patriots with it, and we just don't know it. Right. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, I didn't hear anything today, so that's, I guess, another good sign. Yeah, I guess the less you hear, the we'll better. We'll see a couple, the next couple of days, see if it was really not whether or not it was a smart idea, whether or not they lucked out, really. Yeah. The fact that it was only Cam Newton so far. Really strange that it was just their starting quarterback and no one else. Yeah. Not a single coach, player. The whole situation yesterday was wild them taking two planes and they got the covid plane and then the uh the plane they know is clean <laughs> people should really uh should be looking into the, the chiefs there if you ask me yeah i don't know uh, only cam newton only That's, yeah mm. andy reed this is best trick yet really yeah <laughs> the trick play to end all trick plays two weeks that's enough that's enough clock management for andy reed to handle you know yeah yeah now the chiefs have to play uh now that that was pushed back, they had a Monday night game, followed by a Sunday game, followed by a Thursday game. So now their schedule is even more condensed, even though their game, no game was moved that much. Just one day, yeah. One day, but that one day, it's just when you have that Thursday coming soon, everything gets so condensed. It's very interesting to hear Tony Romo and Jim Nance on a Monday night. All that was weird. When they went to update a game and it was the Monday night football game, it was so strange. Like, everything was just thrown. Because they're like, yeah, let's go to an update. And that's like, this feels normal. And then it's like, yeah, over on ESPN, it's Monday Night Football. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Happening right now. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, usually you're only used to seeing CBS cut in on Fox, and that's it. Yeah, really. C- Fox or just CBS. <laughs> yeah, other CBS games. Yeah, that was really different. I wish the games would have overlapped a little more. That would have been more exciting. But yeah. I guess, you know, they want maximum ratings for each. Mm-hmm. I was surprised they carried the game uh, national on uh on cbs that was strange to me i figured i guess because it was gonna be carried so much everywhere anyway that was kind of the ratings for the week um if it was some random one o'clock game i can't imagine it would have been a national thing would have been in you know whatever market cbs would have said you know in these markets let's just go with young sheldon instead yeah yeah young sheldon's probably gonna take the cake there over whoever played jags uh, Jags, Bengals. god friended me i think (laughs) That's a they, show, uh, get off topic a little bit. When I first saw a commercial for that show, I thought it was fake. I thought it was a parody. I thought <laughs> I saw it online. I thought there's no this is not a real show. And uh, then I saw it like a couple times. I saw it like during a, a promo for it during a football game. The first time I was like, This is okay, that's kind of a funny joke that <laughs> someone made. Like, a show one. where uh, God is your Facebook friend. Oh man. But then I saw the actual promo, like Jim Nance, like Watch God Friended Me, CBS, <laughs> Sunday nights at 9 o'clock. There, like, man. What? Every CBS show just gets worse and worse. They, they're was, running out of ideas. There's a new one coming out. It's a sitcom about, 
one person like needs a kidney from another person, and then I, I saw it. it's called like B positive. B positive. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's they just, they just CBS is really slacking. Just, They've been slacking. You can't just find people with creative ideas. Like no, they're really going downhill since they lost the the juggernaut comedy genius. Bit the Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. I mean that that was pulling the ratings. It was like the number one show on TV for people. Really love that show. Ten for years. Sure, yeah. Now, I mean, now what do they got? I don't know what their big show is now. What's their What's their What are they leaning on? I don't know. Is Mike and Molly still on? Uh, that show is kind of popular. Yeah, it's probably Young Sheldon. <laughs> Young Sheldon. They got that show Mom, but uh, yeah, but uh, what's her face left? The the mom or not the, the mom? But, I mean, I guess mom. The younger still one. Uh, Oh uh, man, I can't remember. From Scary Movie? She was married to uh Chris Pratt. Anna Ferris. Anna, Anna Ferris. She left the show. So I guess the mom is still there, but that's half of your leads. You lost one of your two moms. I, yeah, I guess was she a mom too? I th- I think that was the thing. Oh, okay. I guess cuz they were I think they were both moms. Half the mom. CBS that it's like they got a reputation now. Their shows uh, are for old people. Their shows are for old people, but also people just leave their sitcoms at the height. Uh, Charlie Sheen left Two and a Half Men, and they just oh, kept yeah. that going. Um, on what's the not the not King of Queens? Kevin can wait. Kevin can wait. Yeah, they like killed the wife off so they could bring in the wife. Oh, the wife King, from Queen from King, King of Queens. Queens. <laughs> uh, now, now, mom, young mom has left. Yeah, they do have that one show uh, with uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Like the it's called the Neighborhood, the neighborhood. or something. It's uh, you know. Those wacky, you know, it's just oh, one neighbor's a white guy and uh, one's a black guy. Jinx ensue. Uh, one's from the city, one's from the suburbs. I mean, can you? Beat it's a that? solid show. Not gonna lie, but great entertainment. Uh, yeah, Young Sheldon looks like the most creative show on that network right now. It really does. It's pretty bad. CBS, America's most watched network, I think. Anyway, Cam Newton. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cam Newton. <laughs> He's out. Uh, obviously, if you watched the game last night, you saw that Cam Newton's definitely the best quarterback on the Patriots. I saw someone tweet, uh, how many passes in the training camp do you think it took for Cam Newton to win the quarterback battle? One. At least, yeah. Maybe not even. He didn't have to throw it, I don't think. I think they probably just put him behind center, and they said this look, looks better than the other ones. Yeah, uh, he just looks better he back looks there. Like, he looks Bigger, like a little quarterback. Faster, stronger. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was rough last night. Uh, they benched Hoyer, but then Stidham came in and threw a pick six, and then threw another pick in. The... He threw a touchdown too. He did throw a touchdown. It was a good pass, but the uh, pick six got him. Really wasn't his fault, to be honest. It was Edelman let the ball go through his hands. Uh, the other pick was not so good, but at that point the game's out of hand. Julian Edelman. They had no chance anyway. Pretty surprised to see the uh, the Chiefs' offense like that in the first half. That was that was pretty impressive. Yes. Um... It's almost like coaching matters. Yeah. And that good coaching can kind of slow down some defenses and offenses. I heard a stat today. I don't know who to attribute it to, but I'm sure it's real, is there's been three times in Patrick Mahomes' career where he has not had a touchdown pass in the first half, and it's all three have been against the Patriots. Wow. Yeah, so clearly they got something on there. They're doing the opposite of whatever the Ravens are doing. I guess so. I guess so. Bill Belichick, he knows... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Normally, it's take away your best weapon, but Mahomes is their best weapon. I don't know how you take away the quarterback. So he must be doing something right up there. Yeah. I mean, they got they got some players to do it, but that's ugh, what an offense. Speaking of the Ravens, they had a pretty easy win against Washington last week. It was like nothing. Like it had some runs here and there. Actually, we had Lamar's fifty-yard uh, touchdown run that he had. That was yeah. that was fun. But even even in like a it was a two touchdown win with a garbage time touchdown really they didn't look like they didn't look like the same like obvious best regular season team in the league like they did last year like no. the offense and the defense has gotten figured out a little bit yeah the, uh, uh i think their offense i don't they're just they still they're still trying to throw too much for no reason like against that team just just go in there and just run it Right down the throat. They could have done that, yeah. And they just—I I mean, know. Lamar can throw the ball. It's—I think the problem is they're—they're they're passing deep too much. I saw—I was actually this was something that I said this week. Let me see if I can find this specifically what I was saying. Yeah. So, 
look at the stats here, the percentage of throws that each team is making that are traveling 20-plus yards in the air, the Ravens are fourth in the NFL at 16%, and throws that are under seven air yards, the Ravens are dead last at 45%. So basically, the Ravens are passing the ball short the least amount and deep almost the most amount. Hmm. And... To me, that says that Greg Roman doesn't know the strengths and weaknesses of his offense because Lamar, one of his, you know, I will be the last person on this earth to say that Lamar Jackson is not good at anything. <laughs> but the place, one of the places, the throws that Lamar struggles on most are the deep ones where they're, they're like touch passes. He's got to like put, drop it in the bucket, you yeah, know? Yeah, and yeah. And he, he can throw a laser deep. He's got a man open. Yes, or he's like, really you know, good, like across the middle, yeah. like that mid range, like that ten in between ten and twenty yards across the field mm-hmm. on the run. He made a he made some really good throws like that. But when it comes to the touch passes, where you got to like put some arc on it, he's not quite yeah. there yet. Generally, outside the numbers, when you can't just you know, yeah, like over the middle, you have a tight end who's larger. You just kind of mm-hmm. you go right at him. Tight like that's something that he's ball. he's shown he can do. Like he made a really good like last season he clinched the game against Arizona in week two with a pass like that to Hollywood that was just insane he's shown it at Louisville he could do it but so far in the NFL it just hasn't quite developed that much like you could tell to me I can tell this year that he's more he was improving like his spiral and his accuracy like fitting in the tight windows across the middle and that's what he's been really good at this year but still he needs to work on the deep ball yeah and you consider he's throwing to Hollywood Brown so much who's not a, a large receiver by any means. That's mm-hmm. someone you have to drop it into. He's not going to high point the ball. Over right. The he beat he beat the guys on Washington a couple times, and oh, Lamar yeah. just barely missed him a couple times. Yeah. And that was, to me, that's that speaks to him, like Greg Roman not understanding the offense's strengths and weaknesses. You co- uh, combine that with the fact that the passing, the pass blocking of the offensive line is pretty weak. If yeah. you're passing the ball deep, you need more time to, to uh, back in the pocket. Yeah. And the Ravens coming into last week. Uh, Lamar had the the highest pressure rate among any quarterback in the NFL. Give him a screen every now and then, like right. Every it's like every time he's passing the ball, it's like the weight of the world's on his shoulders because it's yeah. you know everyone's running past the sticks ten yards down the field at least. So yeah, that's something the the structure of the passing offense uh, uh, to go along with how often they pass. Both problems. Yes, and well, this they, is kind of what happened in uh, San Francisco with Kaepernick, and it's just that. Lamar's a lot better of a passer than Kaepernick. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And they have the uh, the Bengals next week, pretty sure. So, yeah. I mean, if they don't run it all day against they that should team. win. They should still win that by, like, 10, 10 points or something. At least, but. yeah. I mean, that's a team I don't even – I'm not even trying to work on any passing, you know, identity. Yeah, no. I mean, you just go run it down their throat. That team can't yeah. defend the run to save their life. Speaking so. of them, they did win. They on did. Sunday. They beat the Jaguars. I, uh, I could see it coming, man. Burrow is – he just does not look like a rookie at all. Yeah, they kind of trust him to do some stuff too. I mean, you can only give him so much because that line is, you know, not. not Joe Mixon also had 150 yards and two touchdowns on the Jaguars' uh, defense. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt to have Joe Mixon barreling over people, right? And uh, they got Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, I believe, has the third highest uh, wide receiver grade in the NFL according to PFF. The top two, apparently, (laughs) Adam Thielen is number two. Wow. And number one is his teammate, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's looked really good. Yeah. Especially that game against the uh, the Titans. He was mm-hmm. incredible. Yesterday. Uh, I have breaking news here out of the National Basketball Association. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Bam Adebayo will play tonight. Goran Dragic will not play tonight. That's what I've had a feeling. That's, I, go, I, don't, I don't think Goran's playing the rest of the series. We'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. So Justin Jefferson had four catches for 100 yards. Adam Thielen had an eight for 114 and a touchdown in the win against uh, the Houston Texans, who are now 0-4, oh, and man. they now have a vacancy at general manager and an interim head coach, yes. Romeo Cornell, man. after Bill O'Brien was fired. Has, has anyone been an interim head coach more than Romeo Cornell? Maybe not. I feel like this is like his third time the past ten. I feel like the Browns months. and the Chiefs. He had a, he had times. Pretty there. sure. Pretty sure. Yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, I remember the Chiefs one 
because it was, I want to say, 2011, and the Packers were like 13-0 and or something. And Romeo Cornell's first game, the Chiefs beat the Packers. It was a big upset. Yes. And that's why I remember that so well. And, yes, I think he was with the Browns for a time as their interim guy. Definitely. So <laughs> the Texans don't have their first-round pick this year, and right now it would be the number one pick in the draft. It would be top three <laughs> because – or it would be top four because they're one of the only 0-4 teams in the NFL. Yes. Along with the Jets, Giants, and Falcons. Now if you're smart – now, the, the, now, first of all, Texans figured it out. Four games, zero and four. Fire your coach. Exactly. Falcons, they haven't figured that out yet. Well, I think, I think they gave them some chances. The tough schedule to start out, you know, Chiefs, Ravens, those are big asks. You go to Pittsburgh, um, it's not. You don't score in the second half. I don't think they forced hardly any turnovers the whole year. And, but then you go face the Vikings, who are winless as well. They're struggling on offense, though, you know, do have Justin Jefferson, Thielen coming on. But Kirk Cousins has overall been a huge disappointment, um, and they can't get it done at home with that quarterback as well. Train coming. train coming. Yeah, it's the Romeo Cornell train. Everyone (laughs) hop on. So, Uh, yeah, I don't don't anticipate the Texans doing much of anything. I thought that would be a team that starts bad and comes on late and – Get but things now, going in the playoffs, yeah. but now it's like ah, uh, they lose that zero and four. That's Let's a see. that's a big hole. Let's, I think this is a team we can take a look at their schedule. Let's see. Let's see what they've got. I mean, their their division isn't horrible. They play the they play the Jaguars next. Yeah, they should. I mean, they have two games against the Jags. You would hope they win both of those. Yes. You would hope. Titans and Colts games aren't guaranteed. They this play year. the Titans after the Jags, week six. Uh, that's in Tennessee. I'm going to call that a loss. Yeah. Then they play the Packers. That should be another loss. Oh man. Uh, you would hope. Then they play the Jaguars again. Let's say they. We'll we'll, we'll give them both the Jaguars. I think they can games. beat them twice. We'll I mean, listen, the listen. Deshaun Watson can beat a bad team pretty much by himself if he's yeah. healthy. Then they play the Browns in Cleveland. Oh. The man. Browns are three and one. They're playing good. They're playing well on offense. Yeah. Offensive line looks good. Then they play the Patriots. Oh man. That's not looking good for them. Lions, the Lions aren't good either. Matt Patricia, what a oh, fraud! He got it. He has to be out of there. What a fraud! He took a team, who, not to get too off subject, he took a team that was that was on the the cusp of playoffs. Nine and seven Multiple, when they fired Jim times, Caldwell. A couple times they were they were on the brink of making the playoffs, and I guess they thought, oh, we just need a coach who's going to get us over the hump. And not only did they not get them over the hump, they've gone backwards like a lot <laughs> like the team oh man poor Jim Caldwell too is he anywhere right now does he have a job I want to say he is Miami's offensive coordinator interesting also I'm looking at the Jaguars the rest of their Jaguars schedule we stopped at the Lions then they play the Colts Bears Colts Bengals Titans the most generous reading of the schedule is eight wins oh man I you know if you're smart you sit down, Deshaun Watson, if you're the Texans, and you say, listen, if you get hit hard, you know, you, you, you get a bruise on your knee, your stomach hurt, you just say, listen, I'm not feeling well, and we say, all right, you can sit out the entire rest of the season. We'll make it up. Tank a little bit. Uh, I guess you don't have a draft pick, but, you know, see what you got on that roster elsewhere without Deshaun Watson getting killed because right now it's not looking good. And see where you go from there, because I don't. You can't really rebuild after this year. You just you have uh, to see what you can got and roll with it for now. They don't have a pick until the third round. Yeah, uh, Jim yeah, Caldwell was the assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach of the Miami Dolphins last year. He is no longer there, and no Chan longer. Chan Gailey, anywhere. right? Isn't Chan Gailey with the Dolphins? Because that's him and Fitzpatrick right. kind of running the show there. I think you're right. That's the whole reason we're sticking with Fitzpatrick yes. so long is Chan yes. Gailey and him go way back. Yes. A little too far back. They probably shouldn't be in the league, but no, especially not Chan Gailey. That's another interesting thing. I don't. I wonder if we're going to see two at any point this year because the Dolphins seem content with just letting him learn the offense and bringing him back next year. Are they, they one and three? Uh, I believe they are. Think so. They compete. They were competitive with the uh, Seahawks. Yes, they are. And they play the 49ers this week. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if they're smart, you might as well just let them sit out. You have, yeah. you'll have a good draft next year. Assuming you you pick well, I mean they'll have plenty of picks to work with. Um, let him let him get comfortable with the offense. Let him be totally fine in that system, 
and then put him in, and then he can learn the NFL game, the speed of the game. You know, if I'm the Texans, who am I looking at at quarter at a uh, to replace Bill O'Brien? I feel like it's got to be an offensive guy to get that offense going for for Deshaun. Eric Bieniemy. Hey, I mean, you know, Bieniemy's got his uh, checkered past. You could say, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think to put I, it lightly. I mean, he's but he's gonna get hired. He's gonna get hired. And by if, you know, if he's gonna get hired, hey, Houston might as well be you, right? Hey, I mean, you have a quarterback to work with at least. Yeah, um, you would have had a great, you know, generational wide receiver, but that's that's the worst part. Is they let him just trade away all this Amazing. stuff, and then they fired him right after. Like you couldn't have done this. Yeah, I mean, if they still you should have fired. You should have fired Bill O'Brien at the moment that he suggested trading DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, like the moment he suggested they they get Earl Thomas. That was the last straw. <laughs> not him, not him. Because uh, obviously that people the locker room was already split. There's a lot of distrust, and I think Earl Thomas. Everyone's like, no, <laughs> no, and I think that was kind of the last straw there. So. It would have been funny though if they fired him as head coach, but not GM. That would have been funny, <laughs> or one of the uh, like vice versa. One of the other, yeah, yeah. That would have been very funny. Probably GM. He's a lot worse Let's than see. GM. Looking through the rest of these scores, the Buccaneers ended up winning a shootout against the Chargers. Justin Herbert was making some insane throws. Man, looking uh, Tom good. Tom Brady threw a pick six, so he's washed up. Yeah, obviously. Let's see. The Saints ended up. They fell behind. Very, uh, very early, and then came back against the Lions. They were down fourteen nothing. Lions then... are up fourteen nothing in like every game, and they blow yeah. it. Speaking of bl- blowing it, uh, the Browns nearly did it, and the oh, Cowboys man. almost had another big comeback. But then Odell Beckham put the team on his back, really did, and took a end around for a touchdown. It was just an insane play. Yeah, Odell's kind of. Uh, I don't know if he's quieting the haters, but. Uh, giving them He'll reason never to be that. quiet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because uh, he's been playing really well the past couple games. He's seems to be doing a little better in the media. Kind of just talks about his hair rather than the team. So yeah, I'm interested to see where that team goes because it seems they have something figured out. Don't know if they have it all, mm-hmm. but they got something. The Panthers looked good, pretty good on Sunday. I've I've been high on the Panthers this year. They've let yeah. me down a couple times. Mike Davis is uh, filling in nicely for Christian McCaffrey. Not so much the run game, but you know. Yeah. yeah uh, Teddy he's... Bridgewater had 275 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Joe Brady had offensive coordinator after uh, being at LSU and uh, turning Joe Burrow into the Heisman winner, fixing him really. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> so the car. Speaking of bad, the Cardinals are still pretty bad on defense, especially Man, they they came hot out of the gate. Thought there was going to be something going there. And yeah. These past two weeks, they have just really very very odd uh, passing uh, stat line from Kyler Murray. He went twenty four for thirty, which is like very high completion percentage, yep. bordering on like. Coming up on seventy, like around seventy percent. Yeah, a hundred and thirty-three yards. Oh man! And three touchdowns and no picks. Like how- that's the uh, that's like worse than the Minshew stat line where he yeah. gives like thirty or thirty-one. He also had six carries yards. for seventy-eight yards, including a forty-eight-yard run. Man, so that was really odd stat line there. The Cardinals' defense is very bad. Yeah, they got well. Yeah. I guess they're just a Big Twelve team now. That's all it is. There you go. They're gonna look, Cliff they're Kingsbury. Gonna, they're gonna look like Texas Tech. And it's yep. probably as simple as that, really. And they're gonna go just below five hundred, just like Texas Tech. Yep. <laughs> Rams, they 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 really just it seems like they coasted against the Giants. They only won seventeen to nine. Yeah, that's uh I didn't see a ton of that game. I checked in late when it was close because I was like, Whoa, what's yeah. what's going Because I have a I follow Giants fans and they're saying like Oh man, McVeigh's not even trying today. He's just he's just going through it, and they're winning still. I yep. was like, well, Colts right. uh, finally handed the Bears their first loss. Uh, Nick Foles, when you don't when you don't bring him off the bench, he doesn't have the same magic. No, no. See if they're smart, you start Trubisky every game. Yes, and then you bring in Nick Foles, Foles around the second time. or third quarter. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. They got it all wrong. And then the Bills are for real, as we said last week. They're now four and zero. They beat the Raiders. Josh Allen. He did work again, 288 yards and two touchdowns. He's he's slinging it. 
just slinging the ball. Stephon. I don't know about the decision making. Decision making though, because that's well, that's, uh, that's just how Josh Allen works. He's gonna he's gonna just give you a few laterals a game, some bad passes now and yeah. then. But uh, he's looking all right. He's not losing them games. Yeah. And then the Eagles beat the 49ers, and the NFC East leading <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles sit at one, two, and one. Yeah. Good thing they play for that tie. Yeah. There you if go. Lose that game. Who knows what? They're still. T- they would still be. You know, tied. They would. Uh, yeah. If they lost that game. Ooh, who knows? They'd be one and three. Tied yeah. only they'd only be tied for first. Exactly. Exactly. You tied for first at one and three. I mean, I don't the Cowboys have to come on at some point, right? Like you would that, hope. Like you would hope. Right now it's that division winner is gonna have like six games max. Yeah. It's not oh it's it's the worst division I've seen through this many weeks in my life. I of think. course. Horrible. Awful. Right. That's all I see from this that was interesting. We had the two Monday night games. We already kind of talked about it a little bit. The Falcons, yeah. uh, Dan Quinn should be gone. Should have been gone. Should have been gone a while ago. A few weeks should've ago, been yeah. Gone years ago, really. Yeah. Really, so, I mean, the Cowboys game, you think that would have been all right. Because yeah. now it's like a thing. Them blowing leads is like a thing. Yes. And it's just pathetic to watch. It so. really is. So I think we can move on to week five. Week five. And let's see, how'd you do on, on the picks last week there, Ryan? Oh, man, the picks are looking good. We started picking straight up, went 11-4 and four last week. Pretty good. Pretty solid. I can't complain. Pretty I mean, good. Uh, there were obviously a few games that uh, kind of tripped me up. Um, let's see here. The Cowboys, obviously, really, defense was horrible that game. Yeah. Um, Texans, I thought, might pull out a win, just desperate and you know, someone had to. I thought someone th- had to get their first win there. Yeah, so that didn't work out. Niners, I picked that. You know, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Yeah. Yeah. They put in Bethard earlier. He looked. Uh, yeah, good they might have pulled that out. Late. They might have pulled that out. He's not a great quarterback, but uh, he looked. He looked all right. So. So yeah, I think we'll go ahead and we'll move on to week five. Week five. The third edition of Sticks Picks. This week we have the music and we have new music. The proper one. The proper music that we've been looking for. Yes. Pretty exciting stuff. So we've got Sticks Picks. Week five. Here we go. All right. Week five of Sticks Picks. We are 21 and 10 overall, 11 and 4 last week. Let's jump right into it. Thursday night football, Bucks and Bears. But Bears offense is a mess. I think Gronk scores a touchdown in a Tampa Bay win. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Steelers, Eagles. Steelers got an early COVID bye week. They'll be rested. Eagles are riddled with injuries. Pittsburgh should win easily. Falcons, Panthers. Falcons got to win one eventually, right? I think it's the week they eat one out. You would think. <laughs> Titans, Bills. I don't know what the Titans COVID situation looks like. I don't know if this game's going to even be played. If it is, I think the Bills are due for a loss. Josh Allen mistakes are finally going to hurt them in this game. Chiefs, Raiders. I'm not picking against the Chiefs as long as they have that quarterback. Chiefs and a blowout. Cardinals, Jets. Cardinals really let me down the past couple weeks. They were looking good early on. The Jets should correct that. <laughs> Cards win this one. Rams, Washington. Don't need to explain this. Rams win it. Ravens, Bengals. Ravens win easily. I am interested to see what Burrow looks like in this game against a good defense. Texans, Jags. The Texans are finally free from Bill O'Brien. I think they come out with a lot of energy and snag their first win against Jacksonville. Sunday, 4 o'clock games. 49ers, Dolphins. Ugly game here. I feel like the Dolphins have at least progressed past the dumpster fire part of their tank, but the 49ers should still win it in the 4 o'clock window. Colts, Browns. Tough choice for me here. I feel like the Browns are coming off that big win, and they're going to struggle. I think the Colts will get some turnovers. That defense looks pretty good, even though they've played some bad teams. The key turnovers win it for the Colts. Cowboys, Giants, I don't really care. Cowboys, I guess. Patriots, Broncos, it does not matter who's quarterbacking for the Patriots this game. The Broncos are not going to win. Sunday Night Football, Seahawks, Vikings. Seahawks, they have Russell Wilson. Other teams got Kirk Cousins. That's all I got, really. Saints, Chargers. Saints win, but I think this game is close. Justin Herbert Closer is than the experts infinitely, think. infinitely better than I ever expected. So that's what we got. Those are sticks picks. And yeah, those are the uh, that's what we got. Good timing there on the the ending there. Yeah, ending time right is pretty good this week. A, a, there's a little bit more uh, effort put into this one. Closer than the experts think. Chargers and Saints. Chargers. Listen, the Chargers. I, I'm not going to say the Chargers are for real. The Chargers can compete. One and three. I think they're better than that. They lost, be- one of those losses is to the Chiefs. A good one and three. The Saints are not as good as their record. One of those losses, if they have uh, had the connection between Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler on the hook and lateral, mm-hmm. oh, they'd be man. looking at two and two. That play. 
That was a back. That was very close. Not talked about enough, honestly. And, and mean, then they, they shoot the out with the Buccaneers. Yeah, should have won that one. To be honest, they really uh, they got they got a decent lead at one point, but just couldn't couldn't muster up any stops on defense against. Very Tom Brady. easily could be three and one. Yeah, look out for the Chargers. Honestly, yeah, Justin Herbert. It'll be interesting if they actually do give Terod Taylor his job back, which I think they're going Man, to. I, I think so too, but especially since they haven't pulled out these wins. If they pulled out these wins and they actually were three and one. Maybe uh, they do. Also, they after the after this uh, J- uh, Saints game, they play the Jets and the Dolphins and then the Jaguars. So if you got Justin Herbert playing all four of these next games, mm-hmm. and you come out, let's say you get that three game win streak against those three bad teams, you get to four and four. Mm-hmm. If t- I mean, it's hard. It's gonna be tough to put Taylor back in. It's gonna even just from what we've seen. I think it's gonna be rough. Uh, the fans, even though it is you know wins and losses, fans aren't the smartest people in the world. They just look at the final score. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people recognize the potential he has, uh, especially the, I think the expectations are big too, because I don't think anyone expected anything from this guy, and he's come in and he's almost won them games against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's no that's no small thing. So I'm interested to see what they do. I think I think they go back to Taylor, uh, like they said they have, but. Uh, the fans, I think, will just be incredulous if they do so. Yeah. So let's see. What's what's the biggest game of the week there? Uh, there, ugh, I really couldn't tell you honestly. There were a lot of games. It's not a great slate. No the uh, the the late slate has so there's it's pretty four, these there's some four twenty five. I guess games. Bills and Titans, which <laughs> yeah, it's funny because that game might just you know get postponed. Wild one. So. The late window. There's three, three, four, twenty-five games. I think. Yes. Uh, Colts, Browns, like, Cowboys, Giants, Patriots, Broncos. See, normally you think Cowboys, Giants, Patriots, Broncos. Those are the big games. One of those is going to be the big game. Colts and Browns. I think will be the best of those three. Surprisingly. Yeah. You wouldn't think just by the name, you know, the brands on those. Um, I think Cowboys, Giants is going to be the game that is that is more nationwide though. Yeah. Uh, Romo said they were going to be at that game. But uh, yeah, Colts and Browns. I that's that's an intriguing one to me. I really didn't know who to pick, but I just kind of thought about how they played last week. Uh the Col- I don't trust Philip Rivers. He's very old. One like of the, the Colts fans that I'm friends with online also said that the, he's waiting for them to play a real quarterback because mm. that defense is fake and full of players that uh, aren't actually good. I at least give him credit. That when they've played the bad quarterbacks, they have put up the number one defense. Yes. So they have some semblance of defense. Uh, the Browns, though, I just don't. It's just so hard to trust the Browns anytime. It is. Uh, coming off that win too, I that team hasn't gotten a lot of big wins, and I don't mm-hmm. know how they react to that. I don't know if they come out in rhythm and with momentum, or if they come out and it's just a letdown game. So we'll see. It should be an uh-huh. interesting one. Uh-huh. Keep my eye on it. So and when it comes to them playing a real quarterback, they don't do that until week nine against the Baltimore Ravens. Wow. So anyway, that's that's the NFL slate for this upcoming weekend and last weekend. So I think we can move on. Uh let's see. I think we can talk a little bit about college football. We've kind of been glossing over college football for the most part because it's, you know, in their slow Getting off the ground, period. Also, a bunch of games just getting canceled left and right yeah. because you know a soft restart or soft start, I guess, and early restarted. Yeah, slow out of the gates, yeah. slow out of the the box, you could say. Uh, last week, it had a kind of an interest. You know, we had some interesting stuff here and there. Uh, in the SEC, you had Alabama blowing out <laughs> Texas A and M and Georgia uh, blowing out Auburn in what was supposed to be a really good game. You thought it would be, but then it turns out Bo Nix is just completely unreliable oh, garbage quarterback Bo Nix that name always just I don't even that name is just so strange to me yeah Bo Nix go <laughs> Nix I guess yeah so Tennessee blew out Missouri uh we had Texas losing I, the, they barely came back and uh, beat Texas Tech yeah that's that they had Texas me. losing to, to TCU so obviously Texas is back yes Texas is back Oklahoma is not back Oklahoma man another another, another loss one. and I mean they they lost that game it's that wasn't anything fluky about that I think that I, I mean, mean they, this is basically what Oklahoma the last what three f- the last four years Oklahoma has had 
quarterbacks that have ended up being either the first pick in the draft or, you know, they were a national championship winning quarterback somewhere else. Yeah. Like Alabama. And now they have a freshman quarterback. And, well, this first of all, he's not going to fix the defense. No. Spencer Rattler, no matter who the quarterback is. This is just what happens when you have that same awful defense and you don't have a historically good college quarterback. Yeah, that defense, I mean, the defense is just bad every year. That's why they get into these big bowl games and they just completely just get embarrassed. Because, I mean, they hang with someone for a quarter. All of a sudden, you can't score every drive uh, and you can't get stops worth anything. It's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's Big 12 football. Uh, it's a cliche, but it's it's very true for at least half the teams. It it's just not. You had a, a solid amount of top twenty-five upsets this week. Uh, you had SMU beating Memphis thirty to twenty-seven. SMU is really good for the second year in a row. That's going to be they could easily come close to going undefeated. They're going to have a few tough games in there, like against Cincinnati. Uh, that's a good example of what I've been saying at least for the last year is. The AAC is the most entertaining conference in college football. It's tons of great teams. Memphis, SMU, Cincinnati, Tulane, Tulsa, Navy, all those all those teams in there. Temple is going to start play, playing this week. Uh, <laughs> they finally get off the ground. So the AAC, I, that's when, when you don't know what else to go to on a college football Saturday, turn on an AAC game. True. That's what I say. If you can find it, a couple weeks, it might be a little tough. Yeah, I mean, they're usually going. on like ESPN2, ESPN yeah. U, yeah. maybe an ABC game if it's UCF, who just lost to Tulsa this week. Oh, talking about another man. one. Tulsa, Tulsa. I mean, their defense held up against Oklahoma State's backup quarterback, which just who just destroyed Kansas. Yeah. But, I mean, it's Kansas. Kansas so. looks horrible. They do. They are back to... Really bad, because they, they, they just got blown out by Baylor and... Good Lord, is Baylor bad? Man. West Virginia is not that good of a team, and they've, like, what an ugly performance that was. Oof, man. I mean, West Virginia's defense is, is improving, but... Yeah, the defensive line was the Stills Brothers. Yeah, it's a good line, but, oh, jeez. That was like, an ugly game Charlie Brewer, man. Charlie Brewer is What's disgusting. the hype on this guy? I, I was told he was good. Right. Dual threat quarterback? Dual threat quarterback. <laughs> they said it top of the broadcast. He's a dual threat. I don't think there was a single play he ran the ball. No, that play was disgusting. Yeah, It was one of those teams where uh, SP+, which is the numbers I like to uh, use for when it comes to uh, wagering, uh, they really liked Baylor. And now I'm not trusting Baylor for the rest of the season. I don't care if they did not drop in those numbers. Not trusting them. Yeah, he came out. uh, I think they did drop, though. so. So first overtime, Baylor comes out, throws a touchdown first play. Second overtime, they come out and throw a pick in the end zone the first play. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, yep. I mean, you, you couldn't – West Virginia couldn't score that whole game, but when you give them 25 yards to score, I mean, they're yeah. going to they're gonna do something. Letty Brown's yeah. good. So. I believe SP Plus had West Virginia's expect uh, win expectancy rate at 86% Wow, for that game. So, actually, West Virginia did deserve to win the game, apparently. Man. Even West though Virginia, while I was watching it, it was like, neither of these teams deserve this. Man, yeah. Another week off for West Virginia. Yeah, got a week off, so nice. uh, get ready for fans. I guess the next game have they will be doing that against Kansas. <laughs> Interesting. What that, a game to bring them back for. That's an yeah. Huh? Hey, listen, easy win. If you can't get the offense going against Kansas, you just there's a yeah there's a problem there. Tank or something. I don't know. Tank for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Arkan, man, you talk about a team that has uh. I think going to pick up the pace a little quicker than we might have thought. Arkansas was very bad last year. Yeah. And they've come in and they hired, They made a weird hire. A guy like from Arkansas, I believe he was Georgia's offensive line coach, Sam Pittman. And I was like, what is this hire? But then when you heard him, you're like, oh, okay. They kind of went the Ed Orgeron route with this, where they just hired the most Arkansas man possible. Compared to you know Coach O being the most Louisiana man on the face of the earth, so and they upset Mississippi State this week after Mississippi State had just beaten LSU, put up a ton of points on LSU, and then they could only score two touchdowns <laughs> on Arkansas. So, yeah, I don't uh don't know the deal with LSU yet. I'm not sure what to think of that squad. 
big just I guess just a big quarterback drop off. Yeah, yeah, they lost some talent at wide receiver too. Yeah, and well, the thing with the thing with Mississippi State, the thing with Mike Leach is it's not hard to figure out how to beat Mike Leach's offense. He runs like three plays. Yeah, you know Washington. Everyone every year was like, oh man, the Apple Cup's going to be really good this year because. Uh, Wazoo's won ten. They're like nine and two going into it. Ten and one. They looked really good. And then Washington just always figured them out. Yeah, because they had a good defensive coordinator. And it's not that hard to figure out how to stop Mike Leach's offense. Yeah. Just watch the pass. Wait, yeah. watch the pass. Watch game. the three different pla- pass plays. <laughs> so yeah, we had that. And let's see, we had anything interesting last week? Uh, North Carolina nearly got upset by Boston College. That was something. Yeah. Let's see. Kansas State gave uh, Chris Kleiman an extension this week after beating Texas Tech. Kansas Kansas State is pretty good. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens there. Every few years, Kansas State puts together a team that's just weirdly good because they never yes. appear to be a good team when you watch them, but then they just yeah. they keep winning. So this week, let's see, big games coming up, the ranked matchups that we have. We have Florida and Texas A&M. Florida should win that game pretty easily. Florida has a really good offense. Best tight end in the nation. Best tight end in college football in a few years, Kyle Pitts. Man. And they have uh, pretty. They have a really good uh, wide receiver whose name do not rem- have not learned yet. Uh, Kyle Trask, quarterback. Dan Mullen has got a good squad there. Texas A&M, uh, Jimbo, I don't know. Jimbo. <laughs> oh, Jimbo Magic. What a name. Texas, or uh, not Texas. Well, we do have Texas and Oklahoma, the the saddest Red River Red River rivalry game in a few yeah, that's, years. Uh, that's disgusting. I don't have any interest in that at all, really. No. Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Okay. Without looking at the rankings, which which I think you're probably doing. I'm already right looking now. at it, so right. you beat my internet. So, I know what you're going to say already. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I didn't know that either. The audience at home, I when you hear North Carolina versus Virginia Tech, do you think number eight North Carolina versus number nineteen Virginia Tech? Now what? number nineteen Virginia Tech sounds about sounds right. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Virginia Tech really good. North Carolina number eight, and this is. I this did, is when did with that happen? The, this is with the Big Ten teams back in the rankings. I think. Yeah. Maybe. I. I think. I think. Let's let's check. I was. I'm pretty certain I saw some Big Ten teams in the rank. Like Ohio yes, State, it is. So. Ohio State is at number six. Yeah. And so, oh my, what in the world? I don't know what North Carolina has done to deserve that at what all. They, I, I'm just very confused. Now. What did North Carolina do last year? What did they do this year? Or ever? Yeah, they beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused at what they what they could have possibly done last year that I didn't hear about. So this year they beat Boston College by four points. They beat Syracuse thirty-one to six. Their game against Charlotte was canceled. Yes, would have been a big win against the uh, yeah really the Forty Niners. I think I think Charlotte's the Forty ers But yeah, yes. I don't I don't know why they're up at eight. You can rank them. Go ahead and rank them. So let's see. Eight. Last year. Are you kidding me? Last year, what do we have here? South Carolina, they beat in the first week of the season. They opened 2-0 and after beating Miami. They lost to Florida. They lost to Wake Forest. Lost to App State. Lost to Clemson by one. I do remember that game. That was that was interesting. Then they beat North they beat Georgia Tech. Lost in overtime to Virginia Tech. Beat Duke by three. Lost to Virginia by a touchdown. Lost to Pittsburgh in overtime. Beat up on Mercer, beat up on NC State, and then won the Military Bowl fifty-five to thirteen against Temple. So that's how many wins? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They went I, seven and six. I don't understand. Is Mac and they're Brown, number eight in the country after Mac beating Brown somebody? Boston College. And who was the other team they beat? Boston College. Syracuse. Syracuse. What happened? Yeah, big win against Syracuse, thirty-one to six. Real impressive. What did Matt? What? Where did this come from? Quarterback Howell, Sam is that his first name? Sam Howell. Real that impressive sounds, yes. game. Twenty-five yes. of thirty-four, two ninety-five, a touchdown, two picks. Someone's really got to explain this to me. <laughs> North Carolina is above Penn State in the rankings. That game, <laughs> the Syracuse game, going to the fourth quarter, uh, North Carolina was up ten to six. Won, uh, put up 21 in the uh, fourth quarter. Cool. Real clutch win by them. 
really. Easy to see why they're eighth. That I mean. is unreal. I mean, the numbers still kind of back up that they're like a top 20 team, but I mean, where did last season show that? Uh, where did last season show that? I know they beat up on NC State and Mercer and Temple. I mean, Temple's good. I mean, it's a bowl game. People don't try in their bowl games. Those are fake games. They don't matter. What is, that's so confusing. Uh, speaking of a team that's ranked too high, Tennessee is 14th in the country, oh, uh, and they're going to be playing number three, Georgia, this week. Georgia is a 12-point favorite. First of all, UNC minus 5.5 against Virginia Tech. That, that's an interesting one. Maybe look, look out for UNC for against one. Notre Dame late November. Gonna also, be a, Florida. Florida is only favored by a touchdown on Texas A&M. Let's keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's good. But they're going to get killed. Number 14, yeah, that's Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. About Give me that. Georgia that game. That yeah. cover. You want to talk about a mur- you want to talk about a murder when we're talking about a top twenty five games here. BYU is playing three and one UTSA. So you and UTSA improving it looks like, but thirty four points sounds about right. Hey, BYU is a monster this year, and they might go undefeated now that they've added Boise to their schedule. Now that the Mountain West is actually playing games, uh, it's a little interesting. It'll be iffy to see. And they're also playing San Diego State, who's very good as well. But, hey, we could see, uh, what, 10 win- If they're playing 12 games, which I, I have no idea. Yeah, who knows how many games anyone's every, playing I, this yeah, year. Yeah, everyone's playing a different uh, If they're playing 12 games, you could easily see 10-2, and 11-1, 12-0 BYU. Man. Very interesting to see. They're 15th in the country. New Year's right Six now. Bowl. Really? Coming yeah. soon. Alabama and Ole Miss this, uh, this week. Lane Kiffin. Revenge game? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a game. I don't know about the revenge. It'll part. sure be a game. I think uh, Lane Kiffin this week was quoted after a, a, a relatively unknown Alabama wide receiver had like 150 yards. He's like, man, every time I think they have, uh, I thought they only had two uh, wide receivers like that. Now they have three. They just all come out of nowhere. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, the big game of the week. Number one, Clemson, and number seven, Miami. Yeah. Hurricanes. In Death Valley in South Carolina. So, I mean, Miami is legitimately good now with De'Eric King at quarterback, with their really good defense that they've had, some playmaker, a playmaker at running back. They're not Clemson. Clemson's no. still favored by two touchdowns. So that sounds Clemson? about right. No one's Clemson, really. Trevor Lawrence is still Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Miami, you know, they got Pittsburgh the week after this. That They might be looking ahead. I mean, that's a tough win. That would be a tough game for Miami. <laughs> so, might be looking ahead past Clemson to Pitt. You never know. Yeah, that tr- the, the classic Clemson trap game. It might be. Let's, and first of all, to add the round the round out the, the top 25 schedule for this week. Uh, Florida State uh, had trouble with Jacksonville State this week. They eventually came back and uh, they they ended up winning pretty handily, but it took them a while. And this week, Florida State plays number five Notre Dame, who is favored by three touchdowns. And that's a little. I mean, only three touchdowns. Uh, they're a little fraudulent team, Notre Dame. You know how yeah. it goes. So yeah. seems about right. It does. Uh, Weird. The weird uh, gambling line of the week for me is uh, Duke, who is 0-4, being favored by 2.5 points to Syracuse, going on the road to the Carrier Dome, <laughs> and favored by 2.5 points. I know Syracuse isn't good, but good lord. Duke, I mean, Duke is 0-4 for a reason. Yeah. It's um, not like they've been playing juggernauts. They haven't been playing Alabama and Clemson every week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you consider one of Syracuse's losses to the great North Carolina, number eight team in the country. So it's, you think exactly. they should get more respect yeah. there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they they uh, they got the line almost right for the Baylor West Virginia game. That was shockingly a point and a half at kickoff. So maybe they, they right. something that, we don't. That was see. really confusing to me, and then it ended up being the case. Baylor was fraudulent, apparently. Uh, let's see. At noon, what game am I watching here? NC State and Virginia, maybe. maybe. Oh, you know. Oh, you know what? Actually. A three and O versus three and O matchup in the I believe in the Sun Belt. I believe both of these teams are in the Sun Belt. I know the home team is Coastal Carolina going on the road to the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana, of Raging not Cajuns. Lafayette. They're for real. I'm the, telling you. So is Coastal Carolina. Honestly, Coastal Carolina. I mean, I know we just talked about how bad Kansas is. They beat in Kansas two two years in a row. Yeah. Coastal Carolina is pretty legit. Uh, the Raging Cajuns only favored by a touchdown in that game. Noon kickoff. And for good reason. ESPN2 national audience. Yeah. Looking pretty I'm, good. I'm watching that. I'm looking if, at, I'm, uh, if I'm watching football on, on, on Saturday at noon, I'm turning on ESPN2. 
I'm looking uh, CBS the Sports Shanta- Network the, right the, here. Uh, the Chanticleers, the Chanticleers, and the Raging Cajuns. I don't know what that is, to be honest. That's what Coastal Carolina's bird is. Chanticleers, interesting. I'm looking 1:30 CBS Sports Network. We got 0-3 Citadel against Army. <laughs> uh, I'm liking uh, that's a murder. Citadel plus 30 and a half. I'm kind of feeling it, to be honest. I would say you know there is a uh, there is a thinking in FBS football that if a triple option team is uh, more than a three touchdown underdog, you take them. There's going to be six possessions. And that game, the totally. Citadel is in fact a triple option team. They so did. is the Army. Listen, so. Citadel took Bama to the second half a year or two ago. So I'm exactly. I trust them forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's on the team. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, three thirty on ABC. We got Texas Tech and Iowa State. That should be. Yeah, Int- uh, something. But I'm looking at SEC Network, four o'clock, Arkansas and Auburn. I want to see how just how real Arkansas is because mm. that's that's <laughs> going to be interesting. Probably not too real. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably not. Honestly, that might be a bounce back game for Bo Nix. But also, Arkansas's defense has shown good stuff against Georgia and Mississippi State, two of the best offenses in the SEC. So mm. we'll see there. Uh, what else we got? Middle Tennessee and FIU on ESPNU. Might have something to say about that in a minute. Oh, and f- God. That's what, looking at the, ske- the schedule here, Middle Tennessee State is 0-4. <laughs> Florida, FIU is 0-1. <laughs> Welcome to 2020, folks. I like uh, I like 1-2 Navy versus uh, Temple with no, oh and no, oh, ga- Temple. no games played. That's a Temple, solid game Temple right there. Temple minus three. That's a solid game right there. Uh, give me Navy. Maybe. What do we? Maybe. Uh, what do we know about Temple anyway? Honestly, uh, we know nothing. They played exactly. zero games. You don't. That's why we shouldn't rank teams to like yeah. week eight. I will. And when it comes to prime time, I will be watching Miami and Clemson. That is a genuinely interesting game. There. It's not a not a fake interesting primetime game. Might not might not be a close one, but it's interesting. Yeah, Derek King's gonna clinch the Heisman on Saturday. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh. Yeah. It's a Heisman elimination game. Whoever wins that game's winning it. I'm telling you right now. Two of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, you in the can't country. rule it out. Two of the best quarterbacks. Who's better than those two? Hard to argue. Exactly. Uh, The last game of interest I see here is Mississippi State and Kentucky. Kentucky favored by two and a half at home. That should be something. That's that'll be what 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 would we say here? The the third tier of the SEC. uh, Yeah. Where a battle to see who's who who might be at the top of that tier. Kentucky not as not they're not an zero two team. I don't I don't feel they're not. Uh, I mean, not, they had lost a, to Auburn, of course, and then you know overtime, a shootout overtime game in overtime against uh, Ole Miss that they lost because of a missed extra point. Exactly, which so, it worked out in my favor. Don't for, count them out. You know, not a bet. Reasons. Not a bit. No, t- Kentucky. They got the Terry Wilson back from injury at quarterback. He's a he's a nice college quarterback. Not really an NFL guy, but college quarterback. Uh, I don't have when it comes to uh, the betting lines this week. I don't have anything in stone right now i'm gonna start waiting until friday or saturday to see where these lines move towards the end but this week i am looking first of all last week went three and four should have been four and four i should have bet separately on virginia versus clemson and alabama a&m instead i tried to put them in a teaser to get both lines up by a touchdown you know should just should have went by the instinct of you know one game's not going to turn out the way you think it is it's going to be a lot a lot different than the line says should have went separately should have been four and four so that puts us at 16 and 12 on the season still not bad still not bad yeah this week i am watching florida only a touchdown favorite at texas a&m South Carolina minus thirteen at Vanderbilt. South Carolina put up a fight against Florida, including at a seven-minute drive with eight minutes left in the game, where they uh, were still down by two touchdowns. So, but that's Vanderbilt, not good at all. <laughs> Troy minus seven versus Texas State. It's a home game for them. Southern Miss plus two and a half, uh, hosting FAU and Willie Taggart. FIU minus three and a half versus. Middle Tennessee, Temple minus three at Navy, USF, South Florida, only a four and a half point favorite against ECU, ECU coming to Tampa, getting, you know, only less than a touchdown underdog. That's, Mm. that doesn't sound right to me. I had to look at the numbers, but it doesn't sound right to me. North Texas plus three versus Charlotte, Syracuse, as I mentioned, plus two and a half versus Duke, 
Pitt minus six at Boston College, and then Ole Miss plus twenty four versus Alabama. All right. Ole Miss, the Lane Kiffin offense. And now we've got five minutes to talk about the fact that the Lakers are uh, <laughs> about to win the finals. Or uh, no, it's game four. It's game, game four. four. They're, up, they're up two to one. It's a must win for the Lakers tonight. You don't uh, want to. You mean, don't go. You don't get tied with those Miami Heat. Kids really, there. I think it is going to be a big bounce back game from the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis, kind of non-existent in Game Three. He still came out with like what, what, fifteen points. He was six of nine shooting, but only nine shots. What are you doing in the Morris, fourth quarter, though? Exactly. He took one shot, I believe. It was one of those fifteen-footer face-up shots that he loves to take. Yeah. Uh, Markeith Morris took four more shots than him in Game Three. Uh, but I, th- <laughs> I think it's you know LeBron. Had stretches of being really good, but he was not good the entire game. I think it's a big bounce back game for the Lakers tonight, and yeah. they go up three to one. Um, I think Miami, say Miami, probably grabs Game Five, and then the Lakers win in six. I think Game Three was that game that we were talking about, where the bubble gets you an extra game. Yeah, with with Bam and Dragic out. He should not have won. Should not have won. Jimmy Butler did play one of the greatest finals games of all time. Absolutely. One of the, I mean, just incredible. 40-point triple-double on 70% shooting. Yes. Uh, yeah, efficient, too. Uh, you wouldn't think he'd put up 40 points efficiently at any point, let alone have a triple-double along with it. Right. I will say the Kelly Olynyk minutes have been good for the Heat. Just watch out they for They have. Bam's going to come in. I don't know if he's going to throw that see, off because they had the something problem, going. The, see, the thing was, to me, when I was watching, they would switch – Someone like KCP on a Jimmy Butler. They would, uh, you know, set the screen so that Jimmy could be fa- matched up with him instead of LeBron. Yes. Normally, AD they would they would be okay with that because AD would come over and help in the post when Jimmy Butler would come in. But the fact that they had Kelly Olynyk out there meant that Anthony Davis couldn't help in the post because Jimmy could kick it out to Kelly Olynyk mm-hmm. and he could hit three pointers. I think he hit like three or four threes in the last game. I think so. So that's that's an element that. Bam doesn't give you. Bam doesn't shoot. Doesn't hit three pointers. Bam doesn't shoot them really. He'll shoot his you know fifteen footers, pull ups, but that that was something that it messed up the post defense. They're the inside defense in the paint for the Lakers. Yes, Olenek, uh three of five shooting from three point range, five and nine overall. Had seventeen points. Um, he was minus one, which was uh, one of the best players. Uh, off the bench for them. <laughs> yes. Kyle Kuzma had one of his first uh, really good games in a while in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, they need, they need uh, when AD is, I mean, AD was obviously just horrible. Yeah. Um, if AD is moderately good and one of those guys steps up, they, I, I have trouble seeing them losing at all. Yeah, they got good production from Markeith Morris and Kyle Kuzma. Uh, they're still not really getting anything from Danny Green. Danny Green's got to step up. Oh, man. He hasn't. I don't. I don't remember the last time Danny Green has stepped up for the Lakers. I feel bad for him too, because man, seems like a nice guy, but it's just yeah. 0 of six last game, zero of four from three. That's just that your job's KCP just was one of five after being really hot in game one. Yeah, Markeith Morris just you got nineteen points from both of Kyle Kuzma and Markeith Morris. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I just man, I don't know what to expect tonight. Honestly, AD has to play better. I think he will. Just looking at the plus minus real quick. Anthony Davis, minus 26. Dwight, minus 15. Danny Green, minus 15. KCP, minus 26 when he comes to the starters. And then LeBron, minus four. Yeah. <laughs> Last game, I don't know how this happened. Duncan Robinson has been a bit of a letdown shooting the ball. Three of ten from three. Um, not you know horrible, but bad for him the way he shoots in the, uh, the bubble lately. He's yeah. plus 27 on the floor. I don't know how to happen. I don't know how he lucked into that. I don't know. But uh yeah, the highest it, plus minus on the heat last The heat game. started going away from the from the zone. And yeah. it kind of worked out like they were the Lakers were trying to do, you know, switch LeBron onto Duncan Robinson and Hero. But it's still, you know, yeah. It didn't they didn't have quite the uh, quite the success. You know? I think it'll be a good game tonight though, regardless. Also yes. Seattle just won the WNBA finals. I was about them. They swept swept the them. the uh Las Vegas Aces. Killed them tonight 92 to 59. Put an asterisk on that title, though. Uh, the Aces did not have Liz Cam Liz Cambage. Ah, listen, it's a for real the title entire to me. bubble. So it's real to some, me. Just something to think about. They did not. Did they have a uh, the bubbles count? That's all I'm saying. 
quality's too good in the bubbles. They do not have Kelsey Plum either, so... Yeah, but I mean, how many points are you making up? Only one of the big three. They only had Aja Wilson, so... She got to step up, I guess. Put an asterisk on the title. Listen, I mean, listen, listen. It was a sweep. The aces, I mean... Definitive sweep. My aces obviously would have won at full strength, so... Yeah, my storm got it done, though, so... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's uh, highly disputed once again. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. That's where we are. That's where we have been. That's where we will be next week and some weeks to come also. Who knows? We might just be here forever.